Welcome to another edition of the Artist Bot Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Schuler, and today we have a two-time Black Award-nominated hip-hop artist and business owner, Rashawn Scope Kid Wilson. I see. Yeah. <laughs> How y'all doing today? Good, good. Thank you. That was about four. Thank you for working with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I really appreciate you coming on the show, on the show Scope. Um, I think you're dope. And it's, I think about... Um, when we first met, because the first time I saw you performing with you, what's your partner's name? Spades. Spades, K Spades. And um, we had a little confrontation, because I don't know what happened, but somehow <laughs> I had to cut y'all's music off. And uh, y'all didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> y'all did not like that. And you yeah. told me when the show was over, and I feel like it had happened to you at Green Street. Uh, yeah. It right did. before just, that happened. It happened. No, it happened. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Green Street. Yeah. But no, we had, it was, what happened in Green Street happened uh, afterwards because we was already booked for y'all feature okay. after that. So okay. it had happened somewhere. But no, no, no. This was before the feature. This is before we really knew who you were. This was like when I first, first met I you. I think it happened because Green Street happened afterwards. Yeah. We was about to announce our feature here, mm -hmm. uh, uh, album release. So when it happened at Green Street, it was after because I was uh -huh. the first time at Green Street. Oh, okay. Um, but it happened somewhere else. And I was like, God, yeah. Man, like we we made sure we got we talked <laughs> to everybody and told them what we was gonna do. And yeah, yeah, it happens like that sometimes. It's all good. But from that conversation, we became family yeah, essentially. Yeah, and you know, after yeah. that, every time y'all came, it was love. It was extra love. Yeah, you know, always love. Yes, yeah. yeah. one time. <laughs> 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 I was love being, you know, just having the pleasure to perform. And, you know, uh, that was at uh, Blitz. Yeah, Blitz, it was at um, Thinking Out Loud Open mm -hmm. Mic. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, we developed a relationship over the years, and you ended up doing our jerseys for us for the very first yeah, Block Awards. Jerseys. How did they come along? They were great. Yeah, that's why they, like were hear, yes, that's they were dope. Yes, they were dope. Everybody man. wanted to. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I, I envision one day we're going to have like a line that's going to be exclusive, you know, that they can get that jersey. But of course, they got to come through you to get them because you're going to be making them for us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I envision that in the future. So just get ready for that. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I am ready. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I will be extra ready at the beginning of this month. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's happening? Well, now let's save that yeah, for when yeah. we get we'll, to the we'll business. Okay. Bit, okay. Yeah. Well, talk to us about a young scope. How did you grow to be? The artist that you are today. What was the beginning like? My grandmother. Uh, the start of everything artistic came from my grandmother. Uh, she was an artist. Uh, she sold. Uh, she was a worker. My grandfather, he was a worker. Uh, and my parents, they were workers. So, mm -hmm. you know, of course, they instilled that into me. And that's where it basically started. Um, as far as wanting to have a business, I'm asking. Mm -hmm. uh, wanting to have a business started, uh, it basically came about on accident. Um, I didn't think I was going to have a business. I didn't think I could, uh, I guess, organize a business mm -hmm. until I was probably 22. Mm -hmm. um, and I re that's when I redid my trunk and my Cadillac. And I was like, you know what? I might could do this for real, for real. Yeah. And then uh, I had a bike rack, and I actually customized the seats on my bike. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I had the bike rack, that's when the vision really threw in because mm -hmm. I really didn't know my future. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't 
window lay my talents working at a place, mm-hmm. you know, and I had just started working there, uh, approximately about three months. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where were you, where were you working? Uh, good year. Good year. Yeah, okay. And I announced all that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, a tire plant in, uh, Danville. So, you know, I was just like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with customizing seats and, um, the Jersey thing came from my idea. I always wanted to do Jersey. Mm-hmm. In high school, I was in clothing design mm-hmm. and I uh, had seen a uh, 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 video on Sean John and he was just talking about his passion for clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I want to make jerseys. So mm-hmm. I made my, my first thing I made in clothing design was a jersey. Mm-hmm. So right before y'all had acquired about it, I yeah. was reliving that. And then when y'all acquired about it, I was yeah. like, yeah, I think I need to be making these jerseys. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where that's where the the closing part came in, and uh, I would put you know the course SV on the mm-hmm. t-shirts and stuff out of Gator, and you know I just started that way. Yeah, yeah. it's such a unique skill set for you to want to do upholstery of like seats and different things, and as well as clothing. Like, how did you even know how to like sew? You had to sew to do that. Yeah, I, I first watched my grandmother sew. Um, she would like customize her couch. Like we'll come in and it'd be random times. The couch would be a different color. Mm-hmm. Like she just went and just got some fabric, customized the, the couch and, uh, just watching her do stuff like that and make clothes. She was make clothes from scratch, mm-hmm. um, for my mom them, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, actually my, my niece's mom, she was making a dress for her mm-hmm. and, uh, I just watched and I was just intrigued by it. And, uh, I ended up taking clothing design cause my brother was in clothing design. Mm-hmm. So everything my brother did, I kind of did too. So, mm-hmm. uh, he was telling me about the clothing design. So I got into clothing design, fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, pretty much the how I started sewing. Mm. And of course my wreck happened. Boom. I just, yeah. What was the wreck? Uh, I was in a bike wreck. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a car pulled out in front of me on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And um I, I was in the hospital for two weeks and when I got to the hospital I was not I, I couldn't walk. So wow. the this chair I was sitting in for three months, I was just like, I got tired of looking at it. Mm-hmm. So in the time of me uh, healing, recouping or whatnot, mm-hmm. I customized the seat that I was in. And, wow. Um, ended up posting it on Facebook. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just, just yeah. posting it. Because uh-huh. I, I started having that business mindset. And once I posted it, it blew. Like mm-hmm. people started like, oh, you you do seats? And then mm-hmm. my cousin, she hit me up and I customized her husband's mm-hmm. Chevrolet seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I posted that yeah. and the rest was all she wrote. Wow. Yeah. Was that the first like paid gig you mm-hmm. had with your cousin? My, my first paid seat gig was the Chevrolet seat. Mm-hmm. And I had did a headline. <laughs> <laughs> I did a headliner. Really, I'm laughing because I didn't know nothing about no headliner. Okay. And, and I don't, I what took, is a headliner? Because uh, I don't know. The do top it. of your car. And okay. Sometimes it be sagging. Okay, and, I got you. Uh, one of these cats that uh, I, I've been knowing for years, he's actually my cousin's cousin. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, my headliner look bad. Can you do it? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it. <laughs> you need to say, I didn't like it. Yeah. But he loved it. Okay. So, you know, uh, that was my first time doing a headliner. And, 
he actually paid me. Uh, I only charged him like I'm not gonna say the ridiculous number. I charged him because it was low. <laughs> okay, I mean, it was really low. But you gotta charge low if you don't know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know what I was doing. He loved it. I got paid, and that was my first time getting paid. And then doing a seat uh, was the Chevrolet seat. Wow! Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you got paid for doing clothing? Clothing. My first time uh, doing clothing. It was actually T Lack. T Lack. Who's T Lack? Uh, Tom Lattimore. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about. He yes. A shirt from me. Okay. Yeah, he seen me with the uh, custom uh, Scovin shirt. I went. I need one. Yeah. I said okay. Yeah, twenty dollars. Go ahead and give it to him. Yeah. So the first order I had yeah. was y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first multiple, you know, uh submission uh was you all. So, okay. Yeah, that was that was dope. It's first jersey sale. Yeah. So that right there made me uh think about wholesaling mm-hmm. and everything. And then um as far as the jewelry, uh of course I was doing seats mm-hmm. and um this lady, uh Jocelyn mm-hmm. Allen, she's out of Danville, Virginia. She asked me to come in. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got a seat. So uh, this is actually one of the original pieces from that first order um, that I did. So um, I started like taking the extra fabric that I had laying around and started mm-hmm. making jewelry out of it. Nice. And it blew after that on the jewelry. So nice. Yeah, yeah. God be putting me in situations, man. Yeah, why don't you do it? that's the beauty of becoming an entrepreneurship like you never know what your next move is going to be until you make it right so. right that's what we think i should have worn my jersey tonight i didn't even like put two and two <laughs> together because it's a you know it's so special for me that i preserve it you can wear it on special occasions yeah, you know i appreciate I mean? you all y'all look yeah. fabulous in the things too man. yeah yeah, that was a very lit man. The block awards, that was probably the highlight of our whole career. Yeah. Like going and getting ready and almost being late. Yeah. Like the whole thrill. Like I was just like, yo, we got nominated for a block award. Like, like that was beautiful. And then the whole, like, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, just seeing all my beautiful black people dressed up and yeah. just, I was just like, yo, we at the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the people outside and it was just beautiful. It was a very beautiful experience and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I can't I, wait for the next one. Me next too. One, next one. Yeah. yeah. That's actually my favorite event that we have here at the Artist Spot is the Block Awards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, cause that's the plan. Well, you know, it was Darlene's vision, but it was to bring Hollywood to us, so it would be our own Grammys, our own Oscars. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Was. Yeah, it was. yeah. Man, it was nice. I'm getting chill bus. <laughs> you can actually see him, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, it was a beautiful night. Yeah, beautiful night. yeah. So out of the three components, cause you have your seat component or car, we we'll say that your car component, your clothing component, and your jewelry component. Which one? Are you able to push the fastest? Seats. Seats. Yeah, because okay. I've been doing this for so long. Uh-huh. Uh, the respect is there. Like, um, it's I don't even have to sell it no more. Like mm. the the thing about it, you know, as soon as like if I do post something, I don't have to post like for a very long time until unless I mm. want to. Mm-hmm. But I don't I haven't posted a seat. And so long. Right now, I'm just mm-hmm. posting my art, mm-hmm. paintings, and stuff like that. 
uh seats move like it's 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 out there man and um do you go to like car shows and stuff like that i am now okay. Okay. uh you know before you know the next announcement I'm yeah gonna, you know i'm be able to hit them but uh before one of my my homies died i used to go all the time mm -hmm. and since he passed away uh i hadn't really been mm -hmm. i went to one car show after that and just didn't feel right mm -hmm. so i hadn't been and um you know, this year I plan on doing a whole lot of stuff. I go to bike rally. Okay. Bike rally, it used to be like something that I used to do for fun, mm -hmm. go out, you know, and ride. But now I take my sewing machine, I take mm -hmm. some fabric, mm -hmm. and I make money. I make, you, you're making it on the spot there? Yes, I am wow. in my room. I got the table on the bed. Yeah. I got my sewing machine in the corner. I got the air compressor outside. Yeah, yeah. How long does it take you to do that? Usually it takes about two or three hours a mm -hmm. seat mm -hmm. um, there. I don't know. something about when I get there. I'm in a different mindset. I, mm -hmm. I don't. And then on top of that, I know they waiting to mm -hmm. ride. Mm -hmm. So I don't sit there and lounge. I just go and I I get it. Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's another, it's a whole, it's like a NASCAR. Yeah. Like you in the NASCAR pit and you just. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's real nice. I actually got a video on YouTube. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Drop Top Legend. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's just showing the inside of me doing the seats, uh, taking videos, and I also do photography and videography as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually, man, I'm yeah. blessed on that one too, uh, as far as business-wise. But yeah. uh, I just video everybody and i usually run into everybody that i've done seats from at home mm -hmm. so what i did was combine the video and took the pictures and video of a couple of the people seats that i've seen mm -hmm. while i was at the beach and the people that i did the seats for at the beach so mm. yeah yeah i really like it i enjoy the bike rally yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna get into you because you're multifaceted as an artist we're gonna get into your other um, oh, artistic yeah. opponents but you said with the very first thing you ever did you charged low so how are you able to price yourself now like what is your method for doing that my method is to see i individualize everything so that's when it's called scope vision custom mm -hmm. so every seat is a custom mm -hmm. and how i have a base price and then i just ask questions mm -hmm. what do you want mm -hmm. and they tell me what they want i tell them the price mm -hmm. and if they don't want to pay that then i say okay this is what we can do to accommodate your budget mm -hmm. and it ends up being a win-win for everybody because they're paying what they want to pay mm -hmm. and they're getting a quality product mm -hmm. and sometimes you know if somebody says i want to do this and do this like you got some people that have fairy tales on mm -hmm. they seat mm -hmm. and with fairy tales it creates another fairy tale to create it yeah so they be like oh no 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 but I, I can get you this to look something like this but you can't have the artwork mm -hmm. the patent mm -hmm. and all this and pay this for it right so, yeah yeah that's it's, how it's layers mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, levels that's what I was thinking I heard the meat meal song earlier today yeah. <laughs> and, and thing about it you know uh, when somebody gets a price you know they says I got it for this price mm -hmm. and they say well you paid such a paid this price and I said well this is what they got mm -hmm. and I have a breakdown of what they got versus what they want mm -hmm. and they can see like it's fair yeah like, like that's that's another thing too I had a guy come in um it was an older guy and he was just impressed on the level of 
what he was able to get for his dollar. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, man, I really thought it was going to be like $500, $600. Like, I mean, I, we can make it $500, <laughs> $600 if you want to. But, you know, it ended up, you know, being reasonable for him. He was happy. And he ended up, you know, went on home and paid what he uh, had to pay mm-hmm. right then and there. I was just, I'm happy because, you know, I ain't got to worry about, you know, the money aspect. And mm-hmm. he's going to be happy when it's done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. How long have you been in business? I've been in business. I started the business in 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when I was official uh, tissue, as they would say. I uh, went and got the, the business license. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it's a DBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and started this doing it uh out of my house mm-hmm. and um uh, i had it in my back room I, the the seat that i did uh for the chevrolet seat actually did it on my bed mm-hmm. and i was just like you know what well, i can't have this on my bed you yeah. know all this fabric laying everywhere so i ended up cleaning up my back room and doing it out of my back room and then my dad came over and he saw like the mess and everything mm-hmm. he's like ah come on to the shop so mm-hmm. i started doing it at the bottom of my pop shop for many a years until 2017 mm-hmm. i purchased a building downtown mm-hmm. and uh been there ever since nice mm-hmm. nice what was the process like for you starting it, like with the paperwork and stuff like that did you do it yourself or did you get somebody else to do it i for did you? it myself i talked to an old head mm-hmm. and he's actually my neighbor shout out to chuck and he was just like all you gotta do is just go to the sheriff's office mm-hmm. uh the the clerks mm-hmm. uh uh so, the courts of clerks or whatever mm-hmm. i can't remember the, the county the, clerk yeah, yeah county clerk office and say i would like to start a business mm-hmm. and that's what i did i said i would like to start a business mm-hmm. and she handed me the paperwork i got the en in uh ein number mm-hmm. and just started doing that and and that's how i started mm-hmm. uh, i actually went to the city trying to open my business at my pop shop and we live in a time where we lived in a time where they would try to do, do anything to to not let us succeed. Mm-hmm. So they said, now my pop shop is uh automotive zone. Mm-hmm. It's zone for automotive repair. Mm-hmm. And I said I'll be doing upholstery. Mm-hmm. This lady had the she I'm talking about the quickness. I'm talking about with the quickness. We can't do upholstery at this uh, at this place. Mm. I said, what you mean? I looked at the zone. I seen auto repair. I mean, it was zoned for like a grocery store. Uh, it was zoned. It was zoned for so many things. Uh, I said, "Why can't I have a poster here?" You can't. Mm. No explanation. No. No. What's called? So I was just like, bad. Yeah. Bad. So I already had my DBA through the county. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have to. I just wanted to go extra legit so I can promote and do everything in that building. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I went back like a few months later, same name, same everything, but I put auto repair mm-hmm. and I got the the zone for that, uh, permit for that. And, uh, that's pretty much it. Then mm-hmm. when I got my building downtown, it's zoned for everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got a category as a retail store mm-hmm. and it's, it pretty much does everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about nothing. I can paint, cut hair, all that, <laughs> like, yeah. like everything, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What made you want to do it for yourself as a business as opposed to like finding somebody else and working for them? There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> uh, I like my own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, being uh, in a corporation now, I have to ask to be all. I mm-hmm. have to, 
constantly worry about being on time and you know i can't really move like i want to move mm-hmm. and uh just just for example my niece she i asked if we could hang like it was a few months ago mm-hmm. and to be able to tell her yeah i just called in because mm-hmm. i won't i was already had an idea of me you mm-hmm. know leaving so mm-hmm. um i was just like yeah I, I ain't coming in until you know we get done doing what we're doing mm-hmm. so she ended up falling asleep doing the movie yeah and i was like yeah it's time to go to work <laughs> going to work and you know that right there was the freedom that i i really love about and then on top of that uh not having a cap on my dollar like mm-hmm. when you go to work you have a cap you mm-hmm. go in there you make this amount of money an hour mm-hmm. you're going to work this amount of hours and you're only going to get paid this amount of money mm-hmm. with business it's contingent on how much i want to use my hand mm-hmm. i can sit there from 12 to 12 and i can make a thousand dollars make you know uh, I can sit there from four to six and make a thousand dollars. You get what I'm saying? So it's, it's I could be at Bike Week and make a thousand dollars. So you know, yeah. it's, it's all about just freedom. Yeah. I love the freedoms. I love the freedoms. I love uh, being able to please my customers. You know, seeing their faces mm-hmm. and you know, seeing the seats that they come in and being able to beautify them and seeing the excitement on their face like today. I had this guy's seat for three years, mm-hmm. three years. And um, he came and got it today. Uh, shout out to Frank Lowe for that. Mm-hmm. And it was a joker seat. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen it, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. it's a joker seat. And uh, he hadn't rode his bike in five years. Wow. And um, to see his face when he saw the seat, he was like, yo, I, my butt's not going to hurt. That's yeah. what he, said. <laughs> he said, my butt's not going to hurt no more. Cause yeah. I had padded it up and his bike is strutted so he could feel every bump. Yeah. So it's got the gel pads, got the phone, it's got the joke on his bike is joker. So mm-hmm. just seeing his face was priceless. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. That's dope. I was going to say too, you must be extremely disciplined. I mean, you have to be disciplined to be a business owner anyway, but you must be extremely disciplined. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about it. Uh, that's why I took the two weeks off um, before I resigned uh-huh. from my job. I took two <laughs> weeks off just to see how disciplined I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of distractions, especially with social media uh, and just trying to be family, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, discipline is very key. And she, she'll say, you know, she'll, my wife will tell you, uh, I'll be at the shop all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, five o'clock, I'll be coming in just mm-hmm. because I want to achieve what my goals are. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it. Once I set my goal on something, I want to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my, I guess, discipline. You yeah. know, sometimes it takes me a while to get started. The motivation, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard sometimes when you got so much stuff that you got to do. It's mm-hmm. like, but once you get into it, it's like a rhythm you get into and. It's it's a it's a good feeling. It's, yeah. It reminds me of when I used to play basketball. Mm-hmm. You got to practice every day. Mm-hmm. You got to go to practice every day. If you don't go to practice every day, you're gonna slack. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose your abilities. You're gonna be slow, like slow forward. You're not gonna be able to produce like you want to. Mm-hmm. So you got to treat it just like it's a layup line. Mm-hmm. You got to go into it, keep continue to do it, and then you gain a rhythm. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is gaining that rhythm. And uh, I took a week off. Uh, Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. went back to work for a day. Mm-hmm. It threw my whole rhythm off. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew I can't go back to this job. Yeah. Yeah, which I got to go back for 
four more days <laughs> um, before I retire. Yeah, so, yeah, from that yeah. particular job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you're on the right path, though. Like, Ooh. that's what all entrepreneurs <laughs> strive to be on. Because I think, too, you know, a lot of times people get it confused with entrepreneurship. Well, not confused, but they have this fantasy of entrepreneurship. And they think, oh, I'm just going to quit my job. I'm just going to go and be an entrepreneur. It's like, no, it's a process. It's a step-by-step process because you still got to pay them bills every month. So sometimes you do have to have a job yes. to keep them bills paid. Yes. You know what I mean? Until you can make that transition over. Yes. You know? And that's another thing I learned just like when I spoke with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing you got to do is talk to people who have bun- have done the business. Mm-hmm. And I treat y'all to lunch and everything. Yeah. And I remember with the Reggae Cafe. The reggae <laughs> cafe. And um, just, you know, learn from people who've already done it. Mm-hmm. And y'all helped me so much by that conversation and confidence and seeing you all operate this business is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, just just taking this knowledge and and not being afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, even though some people might not want to help you, mm-hmm. but you still ask those questions like what took you to be at this place? Mm-hmm. And I understand like like the, the work that people put in that they don't want to give out. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, you got to continue to want to get that information. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the biggest thing is knowledge. You got to read and you got to very be very observative. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing in doing a business. You got to see people that are successful and learn from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody like I'm not stingy with no information now, y'all. So <laughs> if y'all would like to know some information, let me know and I would put you on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think too, because you do post a lot. What's your strategy with that? I know it's a form it's you post them as a form of marketing. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? So what's your strategy with that? My strategy with that is to catch this is the catch the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And the algorithm, just look at your look at your stats. When you like, I'm gonna go back to basketball. Mm-hmm. When you want to become better, you look at your stats. Mm-hmm. You look at the game film. So if they tell me, okay, it's better to post at this time, that's what you do. You mm-hmm. post at that time. And when your audience is at your peak, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm strategic. I I like to post when it's the most viewable, mm-hmm. and that's around six o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. That is crazy. It's crazy because <laughs> I didn't think about this. People are getting up to go to work. Mm-hmm. And it's the window is from six to nine. Mm-hmm. If I post anything after nine o'clock, it does trash. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it does horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's six o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yes, those two times, six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the afternoon are the best times to post for me. Right. Uh, according to the stats. Right. And um, you know, I try to be very respectable um when i post even though i do videos that might pertain family i let everybody mm-hmm. know like hey this got cussing in it this got and then being mm-hmm. very transparent mm-hmm. when in your post like i'm trying to sell this i need for y'all to know that i'm doing this tomorrow mm-hmm. or i'm doing this uh tuesday mm-hmm. and um don't post prices that's one thing i learned too why you say that uh because people will know what to expect and mm-hmm. then on top of that they'll try to underline you like mm-hmm. everybody wants a deal mm-hmm. so if they already expect that okay this this is the price right here i'm gonna try to get it for ten dollars mm-hmm. versus you know and what my what i do i can't post a price mm-hmm. because people expect uh, something 
that they want, like we talked about before, something mm-hmm. high dollar mm-hmm. or something low. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was posting prices, I didn't get a whole lot of action, mm. if that made sense. Um, like I used to post custom seats, 150, mm-hmm. and it just would not hit. Mm-hmm. So I would just post the product mm-hmm. and then let them come in. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I'm going to do once I retire is I'm going to do advertising. I'm going to pay mm-hmm. for the sponsorships. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay for different things to make it more viewable. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing about money rules the world. So if you put your money into something, it's going to make it back. It's yeah. going to make it back. And that's one thing I've been learning. Uh, I've been watching um, Prince. I can't remember his real name. Uh, Donnell, I think it might be. Yeah. Prince oh, man, yeah, he, yeah. He is phenomenal, yeah. like as far as knowledge. And uh I've been just just following him and just just gaining different things, you know, just just on the marketing mm-hmm. part. And uh I what he's doing is is ingenious. Yeah. And um been just learning from different creators and, and stuff as well. So. Yeah. That's deep about the price thing. I'm I'm gonna have to keep my eye off that. We don't price post prices anyway, but I remember before when I was trying to get my videography thing going, like in the very beginning, I created a flyer and the flyer had prices on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't get nothing. But now, I mean, I don't even have a flyer, but people will call me. But I know I've been working over the years, been my rep up, but I never thought about that. If people see a price, they're going to want whatever for that particular price. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to tr- be like, okay, this is the price I can haggle him a bit to bring it down oh, to where man. it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? And that's the yeah. thing about business. Like you got people like myself, I'm a bargain. Like mm-hmm. I'm a bargain shop. And that's the thing about as far as recognizing that I see that. Okay. I see, but that I recognize that and I don't yeah. do it no more. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell me a price, I say, okay. And that's another thing too. If you are a customer and you're not happy with the price, let them know you're not happy with the price. Say, yeah. I can't afford this. Right. I can't do Cause that's when the sincereness comes out. That's mm-hmm. when the, the okay well i can work with you mm-hmm. but if you just say oh i'm gonna I'm a come back to you and you don't come back that's where you lose their respect mm-hmm. and then when you come back they're gonna charge you a different price just because you didn't be honest with them right so that's one thing i learned too is like like i just uh, it was a trade that i wanted and dude put a price up there uh-huh. 25 dollars uh-huh. So I'm thinking I'm about to get a trade for twenty five dollars. Uh-huh. So I told him, like, yeah, I want these three colors, you know, uh-huh. roster fine colors, you know, and uh, the price went up. So you know, I was uh-huh. like, oh, shipping's included. Uh-huh. No, this is for shipping. I was like, so it didn't double, and <laughs> that's why I didn't get it because right. you wasn't upfront with it and you put a price on that thing. Right. So if you hadn't put a price, it you had been like, what you want. Mm-hmm. Then he would have told me what I want. I might would have been more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I already had my I had a mindset. Okay, I'm gonna get this thing for twenty five dollars. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I, I look at other people's like like uh-huh. observing too. Uh-huh. If they put their price on, I look at how many people like comment, hit mm-hmm. and everything too. And I just started observing that when people put their prices on there, it don't really do good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I learned. I was like, I'm not putting prices on nothing because at the end of the day. You buy charges for fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Charges for fall. 
It's uh, business is about supply and demand. Mm -hmm. Okay, if the supply and demand is not meeting, then you drop your price. Mm -hmm. If the, if you meeting the demand, then you raise your price. Mm -hmm. That's how you do business. Mm -hmm. So, and that's another thing I learned when I was in high school was how to run a business and how to to operate economically. Mm -hmm. I learned that like early in the game. So, uh, that was that was it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. That was key. You said something else, but I'm I'm gonna hold that for a second. But I did have another question. So, what social media platforms are you on, and which ones were best for you and what you're doing? Uh, art wise, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like Instagram is like that 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 genie that you just rub it and it does what it, you want it to do. Mm -hmm. You know, Instagram falls art wise. Um. I have more of an older crowd on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So Facebook works better when I'm doing seats and promoting seats and stuff like that. Photography mm -hmm. like that, that does real good on Facebook. But mm -hmm. when I'm doing music, paintings and everything, mm -hmm. events, mm -hmm. I usually go to Instagram. You know, nice. Instagram. Do you like uh, whatever you post on there? Do you let that go to Facebook or do you just keep them separate and keep your approach separate? See, my page is set up different mm -hmm. like my main page nothing goes from instagram mm -hmm. but my scope vision page everything that i post on my scope vision page goes to my scope vision page on facebook mm -hmm. everything i post on my scope vision customs page goes to my scope vision page on mm -hmm. uh, scope vision customs page on facebook mm -hmm. so i guess it it kind of goes hand in hand on that uh aspect but mm -hmm. i don't like sharing what i share on facebook at the same time as i do on instagram okay and just because i want people to have a diverse i want people to that follow me on instagram to have exclusive instagram and then i want people that follow me on facebook to have exclusive on facebook so mm. when i say hey like like right now i'm doing a painting a venom painting mm. i said if y'all want to see anything else from this painting Go to my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not gonna post anything about the venom painting, maybe till months later. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's, it's it gives a, a more exclusive. Mm -hmm. And um YouTube, I post stuff on YouTube that I don't want everybody on my my Facebook to see. Mm -hmm. Like the explicit stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um I just basically I, I I'm very much more genuine mm -hmm. on Instagram because I feel like it's more of people my speed mm -hmm. and I ain't gonna worry about my mama saying don't comment don't say <laughs> this don't say that yeah and I ain't gotta worry about the pastor you all know, right they do be on Facebook me. though uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah so and when I go on trips and stuff I usually post on Instagram yeah versus my Facebook and now I might post it months later yeah so, that makes me think about um do you watch TV now like cable I don't know I, I watch TV, but I, you know, my, well, you don't know, but my undergrad degree was in broadcast production. So, okay. um, I like broadcast television, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I recently realized that BET, you know, they have the BET plus, which is their streaming platform. Okay. They had all these shows on BET plus. It looked really cool. And now I feel like maybe two, three weeks ago, I realized that they have this new campaign now called BET plus on BET, where all the content that was on BET plus, they're now playing on BET. But, but what you said, it makes me think that that's why they didn't put that stuff on BT originally. They only had on the streaming platform mm -hmm. because it was making it like exclusive and to draw that crowd to the streaming mm -hmm. platform, even though 
it probably had to be over a year that they did that. Now it's finally on BET, mm-hmm. you know. But that was a strategy. And I thought about that when I was watching it. Like, that was so smart because they got a bunch of people to sign up for BET Plus and pay that fee every month yep. only for them to just turn around and give the product basically away for free on BET without yep. having to pay that extra price, you know. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And I like the concept of exclusivity, exclusivity on each particular platform because i do just well it depends on my day what i'm doing personally but um most of the time i do connect the two but you're right that does make sense because facebook is an older crowd um and all my family is there my mom is there you know and stuff like that so versus uh, instagram it is more my speed um because i think instagram is more popular amongst people who are in their 20s to 30s uh versus facebook which i feel like is like 40s and up yeah i looked at my demographic on Instagram is from 18 to around 30. Mm-hmm. And on my Facebook is from 25 to 45. Yeah. Like the majority. Mm-hmm. And on my Instagram, my demographic between uh, sex is 49% women, mm-hmm. 51% men. Mm-hmm. So it's like I try to keep that you know, demographic even mm-hmm. uh, on my Instagram, just because I'm trying to appeal to, you know, more than just one specific uh, sex. Right. And the stuff I content I put out there is, you know, I want, you know, to be more transparent. I want everybody to feel like it's my, what I'm putting out is for them. Yeah. And that's what I basically do on my Instagram. Now, I don't know the demographic of sex on my Facebook because mm-hmm. I hadn't looked at that yeah. in such a long time. <laughs> so, you know, I tried to, to appeal to everybody and I try to keep it even. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, can, I guess you can't help who follows you, but that's just how it always is. Yeah, like, no, always, that's a real thing. It's either 50 or 40, uh, 49 51. Yeah, so. we have a larger um, female following. Okay. But it would make sense that we have a large female because we're women and mm-hmm. then you're a man. So that makes sense for you as well. But it's like right in that range where I don't know exactly, but it's like 50 something, 40 something. You know what okay. I'm saying? Kind of like that. Um, but I had a question though. Yeah. So what was one of the biggest lessons you have learned in business? And I want this to be a lesson based off of a mistake that you've made the biggest lesson that i had if you are doing a business transaction get it in writing that's a word right there i learned that when i was coaching uh like i said in the same uh family that denied me for the business Mm -hmm. was in the same family they were married that cheated me on my check wow yeah like took a whole check from me wow Like, like I struggled that whole season being a head coach yeah. and do this. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give you your check. You know, you the head coach, uh, but they didn't want to do the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So he said, he's going to give me the check from after taxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Never did give me my check. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest lesson. The second biggest lesson we talked about before getting people's full name, mm-hmm. because I actually had a bad business transaction with my paint job. Mm-hmm. Dude, did a crap, I would say the other word, but, you know, I know we on the podcast. So yeah. He he effed me pretty good. Yeah. And it was horrible. So I took him to court, mm-hmm. but I didn't have his real name. 
Mm -hmm. I had half of his name mm -hmm. and his Facebook name wasn't his real name. Mm -hmm. So that's what I went by. Mm -hmm. And that's why I knew now, like if I'm spending some bread with somebody, get their full name, get a contract. That's the biggest thing that I've learned far as, and I, I look at those losses as like, if I was to go to a university, mm -hmm. you know, I took a loss but I paid for that loss. Mm -hmm. So I'm not making that loss again. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. If I'm doing like big business with somebody, know their full name and get everything in writing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a school of the hard knocks. Oh man. It's, oh, oh, it's hard knock. That <laughs> hard knock. Yeah. Yes. And then another thing, uh, if you got a vision, hold it to you. You know, mm -hmm. don't, don't, I mean, it's, it's hard not to tell everybody mm -hmm. what you got going on. But until you get it established, hold it. Because you got people that are not looking for your benefit. Mm -hmm. Like they'll start talking, oh, uh, such and such is going to do this. And uh, da, da, da. You know, they speak negativity to your situation. Mm -hmm. So once you get a vision, write it down. Mm -hmm. That's your biggest thing. Write it down. Make it plain. And that's what we do as a family we write our visions down, mm -hmm. like tell it to the maker. So the universe will wrap around your dream, your vision, and then everything else will come into place. Mm -hmm. Like uh, everything, man, everything that I yeah. set out to do, man, it didn't happen. Uh, just like buying a building. Mm -hmm. uh, my pops was like, uh, yeah, you got to, you know, move out. You know what I mean? So. It won't out of no ill love and then he was just knowing that I was expanding. Mm -hmm. Like and everything about the business. If I had told somebody I was looking at this building, they might well look went and looked at it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I just kept it to myself till I was able to establish the building, got the building, and boom, it it worked itself out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. Keep your your things to yourself until you establish it and until you are hundred percent ready to do it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yes. Speaking of the building, talk to us about that. We talked about the upholstery and um, all that. So talk to us about the building. The building is it's called the TVOC Center. It's the Vision of Opportunity and Culture Center mm -hmm. and for the arts. And it pretty much embodies everything that me and my wife are doing. Art, uh, upholstery, uh, photography, uh, music. And now barbering. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually going to school for be a barber. So. Okay, nice. Yeah, and um, so all of that in one entity is is division. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to be teaching opportunity and culture. Yeah, like that's the biggest thing is bringing awareness that uh, we can achieve something. And uh, I had a young lady come. She went came to with her boyfriend to a studio session. Mm -hmm. And when I unlocked the door. It was like a, she was like, this is your spot. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. So once I opened the door, she saw all the art mm -hmm. and she was like, I never known a black person to have something like this. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, let me show you. And that right there really pushed me to like, like that, just her saying that was like, <sighs> Wow, like that was in this scene, y'all. Yeah, like man, seeing y'all when I came up in here, cause like <laughs> three black beautiful women controlling this whole space, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. I I love it. I love every single bit of the artist block, man. Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah, it. I yes. Do, I do. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say, cause you're, you're multi-talented, but you kind of touched on it all that, you know, you do all the things. Of course I met you as a hip hop artist yeah. and then I learned about the upholstery. And then I did know that you brought the building cause we actually came to one of your visits you had the building, but I didn't know about the vision of be, being an art center. That's something I just learned mm -hmm. today. So I told you about it. If you want. Yeah. But when I went there, even though you were doing it, I yeah. feel like I wasn't thinking. Okay in that manner mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? because i was just thinking you're an artist so it makes sense that you have art there mm -hmm. but i wasn't i didn't understand the vision yeah but we, now i see the vision clear scope vision yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we want to teach you know like my niece over there like when i told her i was about to go paint she 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 got excited she said what really yeah Can I come? and that right there it brought it brought a little 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 gem to my heart a little bit you know? yes because she's she's an artist as well go ahead and say hey smile you say smile but yeah so yeah just seeing that i just want to inspire the same way i when i rode the streets when i was a kid mm -hmm. I, I spoke it i said i want to own one of these buildings mm -hmm. and to have it come full surface mm -hmm. man you couldn't tell me nothing man. yeah but you can tell me i ain't cocking them but I was I was happy. I was very happy when we closed on the building. It was it was one of those moments like, dang, I just did this. Yeah. And now and ever since I've been in that building, like the transition from my pop shop to the building has been triple because at the end of the day I got my own bills. I mm -hmm. got this to take care of. And then I got my own space. Yeah. So having my own space, like I knew I had to get in the gear, and that's the discipline mm -hmm. um you had spoke about before. I was like, I got a, a light bill, I got insurance, I got all right. these, I got a cover for this month. And if I'm not making no money, it's not gonna get covered. Right. So in taxes, man, I hate taxes. But um, <laughs> that's a real thing though. Yes, taxes is a real thing. Yes, yes. It's a real thing. Don't be Wesley Snipes, please. Yeah. Yes. You pay sales and use tax? I do. I yes. do. I do. I the sales and use tax get get you a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For those who don't know, when you sell a product or a service, you have to pay taxes on that. Mm -hmm. You pay taxes to the county, you pay taxes to the state every month. Every. Every month. Every month. Yes. I pay quarterly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do quarterly. Well, okay. We do it. We do monthly. Okay. Um, but them things are real though. Mm -hmm. And the little bit of change you think you had left over, like, mm mm. They yeah. want their money. The government is coming for that money. Yes, they is. Yes. Oh. They <laughs> is. Oh. And that's the thing yeah. about it, uh, too. I wasn't making enough mm -hmm. at that time to file. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a certain amount of money you gotta make before you can really uh before they really get on your radar. Right. So uh this year I'm surpassed, thank God, yeah. surpassed what I made last year and the year before that mm -hmm. so yeah yeah they, yeah they, yeah <laughs> yeah on yeah. the 31st yeah they yeah gonna, they get their check, <laughs> they gonna get their check. Um, okay we reached a portion of the show we're going to talk about uh yeah five steps i call it the playbook i haven't officially branded it as that yet but that's why i'm leaning towards the playbook uh, but at this portion you tell people if they want to get into upholstery what's five steps they need to take in order to get into that game five steps first write it down write down your business plan write down what you want to sell write down if you are specifically upholstery no but just go ahead okay, go. write down your vision write down the game plan because without those two things you are going to be everywhere so first thing do write it down second thing if, if you're going to do it by yourself make sure you build that by yourself but 
if you need a team, build a team. Mm -hmm. Find out some people that are going to achieve and have the same discipline that you have. Mm -hmm. That's two. And three, pray. Like that should be number one. Ooh. Like for real. Like that should be number one. Uh, but pray. Ask God for the guidance. Yes. Ask God for you know the the roles that you need to take. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and that goes along with step one because you write it down, make it plain. Amen. Right. Amen. So step four, invest. Mm. Invest. You know you're going like for me. I invested in a sewing machine. Mm. I know I need this a, a better sewing machine, and I invested in a sewing machine. So invest, invest, mm -hmm. invest. And step five, work. What? Yes. Yes. Work. Like it's it's like being an entrepreneur is not waking up when you want to. No. Even though you can, but you got to work. When you wake up, you got to work. Right. Like, like it ain't no sitting on Facebook for three or four hours. You got to work. Right. Unless you unless you are promoting. You know, that's part of work too. Yeah. But if you just scroll and look at the videos like I do sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta work more than you have your your own personal time. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah. The five five steps of that. Now that was a word right there. Nobody's ever said pray oh, wow. in their five steps. That was very deep. Yeah, you gotta, man, you gotta seek guidance. Yeah. Man. If you don't like I believe in supernatural events happening. Like sometimes my wife, she'll mm -hmm. she tell me, why are you going this place? Well, I'm going this place. Mm -hmm. And uh, I might not get no support from that establishment ever. Mm -hmm. But when I go, I build, like I network with people. Mm -hmm. I build with people. I, and it'd be like the one, the most randomest moments. Mm -hmm. And it actually turn into something, you know, that leads to something big. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the thing about just go with your gut. And trust your gut and trust that feeling that God is going to provide for you, regardless of the fact. And it might look bad sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like it might like my downest time was my wreck. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought what came out of my wreck would be my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I stopped drinking then, you know, I ain't stopped completely, but I stopped drinking on the regular mm -hmm. after my wreck. And it wasn't because I was drunk while I was driving and it was just because I had a revelation of Yo, Sean, you doing this every weekend. You need to dedicate your time to this. Mm -hmm. You need to dedicate your money to this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that right there changed my life in so many different ways. And God had to set me down for that because mm -hmm. my mindset then was on a uh, on a very arrogant, uh, I couldn't be stopped type mentality. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for saying, you know, Sean, get back on track. <laughs> you know, so he set me down and really, it really got me to really understand who was in my corner mm -hmm. and at that time i was the only one that was really in my corner because mm -hmm. you know i would sit there and see my family ride down the street mm -hmm. uh my brother he was in the next room never asked me for help you know mm -hmm. what i mean i couldn't walk mm -hmm. <laughs> like you know so you know i mean i'm not taking nothing from him but that's just how he is right. like, i understand how he stays to himself mm -hmm. so when i understood that that's what gave me a different mentality to understand that I only got God. Mm -hmm. Like, like he the one who helping me take this shower with one arm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it was it was a very humbling moment. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I pray. Like, I give, I meditate. I give God his time. And just just pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, do do what you are set here to do. Yeah. You know, live purpose living. Yeah. 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 I live agree with all that. Live your purpose on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Live your purpose on purpose. Yeah. 
I love that. Won't God sit you down and have a conversation yeah. with oh, you, you real quick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was like, okay, bro. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, you got it. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I also think, like, a part of the pandemic happening was God speaking to everybody in the oh, world, because it was a global man. pandemic, to sit still and listen and think for a second. So by the time you get back up and you start allowing us to move, which we are moving a little bit now, um, you can move in a different direction, in a better direction, a better path. You know I, mean? I think that's too the pandemic is what put me on the the real hundred percent, yo, I'm quitting my job. Mm. Not having a job for two or three months. Mm. I was able to concentrate on my business a hundred percent. And I seen what would happen when I concentrate on my business during a pandemic. Mm. How what would happen if I really set my mind to to what my purpose is. Mm. And me going to and actually, no, I ain't supposed to be at work today. Nah, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Um, if I was, you know, having two, three weeks off. But yeah, yeah I, I gotta go to this weekend. It's my weekend work. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say bringing it back. So step number one was to write it down. I know step three was to pray. What was step two? Make a plan. Make a make plan. plan. Make a plan. Write it down. Make, yeah, a plan, make a plan. Pray. I know five so, was work. Uh, connect people. Connect with people. Connect with cool. people. And five was work. Okay. So that was that was the syllabus for um, Professor Scope Kid course. <laughs> <laughs> Business <laughs> 101. <laughs> so before they come to class tomorrow, what's, what's the prerequisite they need to do tonight before they enter into your class tomorrow? I pray. Um, write it down. And, you know, have your purpose in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you need to do if you were to come to my class tomorrow. And make sure you bring your books because I'm going to have you read. Like, I'm going to have your and bring a notepad. Bring a notepad. Yes, bring a notepad. Can we talk about that for a second? Because you know I teach. No no shade. They don't bring no notepad. They don't write no more. Oh, man, you need they, to write. They, like, <laughs> for me, that's the only way I learned was yeah. to write. And, if and like, I, mean, I was, you know, listening to, like, Sometimes uh, I wouldn't write if I was listening hard enough. Yeah. But for me to stay in tune, I gotta write. Yeah. So even now when I when I write my lyrics, I mean I got my phone or whatever, but when I write lyrics, I remember it. Yeah. If that makes sense. And like when I type it, only way I remember it if I record it. Yeah. It's now something I, about like writing with your hand. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. And my sketchbook, like I got a notepad. I do every every single job that i do now mm-hmm. i write it down mm-hmm. and draw it out so and that adds another and i sent a dude a quote the other day and he was like oh my gosh you your quotes are bomb uh-huh. i was like i do it every day like, <laughs> like, it, it, it made me feel good because after i sent him the quote or whatever he sent me the money yeah so i was just like well yeah Ooh, yes so to tonight is to Essentially, pray, get yourself together, get your mind right, get you a notebook and a pencil, mm-hmm. and kind of class tomorrow and get ready to get this these jewels and get yes. this work. Um, but anyway, th- th- we're coming towards it, and this has been fantastic. How man, do you this feel? Has been lovely. This has been lovely. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, man. I appreciate you I, coming. I tell you, this 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 is a great conversation of peace, and I I I love talking about business. I love mm-hmm. talking about wealth and you know just building up everybody and you know being able to be an inspiration to somebody that is key Mm -hmm. you know i really enjoy that and you know i hope this right here helps people um with their journey and just 
pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like when you got a teacher, a professor, pay attention to what they are saying because when I first wanted to buy, become a homeowner mm-hmm. was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was economics teacher. She was talking about the pros and cons of paying rent. And I said, so you're going to pay the same amount to pay rent as you would to own a house. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, not own a house. The worst case scenario is you lose your house. Mm-hmm. But you, best case scenario, you pay it off and you own it. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you're going to pay off a house by renting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I learned that and I was like, I'm like, even when I was trying to go to college, mm-hmm. uh, where I was going to try to buy, go to college, well, I wasn't going to pay no dormitory fee. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to buy a house, mm-hmm. get a loan for a house yeah. and um, rent it out, like have people come to my house and rent it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did when I first bought my house. My brother came mm-hmm. and he rented. So he pretty much paid my, my mortgage. Mm-hmm. But which he, is smart, you know, yeah. yeah. And, like when you say, I'm going to do something. I'm telling you, the universe will work in your favor. But you got to say, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You can't You can't say, I might do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do it. Say, I'm going to do this. Right. And then you, 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 man, I'm trying to tell you, stuff will start moving and aligning so just crazy. Right. And- the biggest takeaway from that one was ownership, which I want to get back to really quick, but also manifestation. And speaking things into existence as if they are so. Because mm. that is a very much so real thing. And you're right. You can't say I might or maybe. Like you have to say I will do such and such. You know what I'm saying? I am going to do such and such. I am a owner, a homeowner. You have to even speak it of, of that way. You know what I'm saying? Because I was looking at um, Ayanna Vanzant last year. And okay. she was talking about um, affirmations and saying, I am something because you have to embody whatever it may be. And then with the ownership thing, that was really big because that's how you build wealth. You build wealth through ownership, particularly with real estate. Um, And of course you have stocks and businesses and stuff like that. But even like owning a home, for instance, what you were just talking about, because the credit score is very much so real. Like Mm -hmm. when you're younger, I feel like you don't quite understand how real credit is, but credit is real. So even if you buy a house and you rent the house out and somebody's paying the mortgage, they're also increasing your credit score because you're paying your bill every month on time. And increasing your credit score is gonna be able to give you more credit to get more things because credit really is what's running the world, more so than cash. Cash is um, losing value, but like credit and, you know, diamonds and gold and stuff like that, we should get a little deeper. But yes, that's the point I was trying to say. Ownership is key and even when you own the home, um, communication is also key with any type of credit. If you can't pay something, call the people up and tell them that you can't pay it and see if they can work out something with you. Don't just not pay it and let it hit your credit Man, and then it's up there for seven years. And, you know, you got all types of trouble because you got bad credit in this world today. It's not going to be it's not going to be sexy for you. So get your credit together. That's a, that's a key right there. <laughs> get your credit together. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's. that's major <laughs> yeah. you know but I, I've always been a believer like when you take a loan out for something and this is just all my belief mm-hmm. uh, you're supposed to own it to, like you loan to death mm-hmm. like you're not supposed to loan, loan like take a loan out for something that you're not willing to die for mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so you're taking a, a loan out for a couch mm-hmm. you're not going to die like, like for me and that's one thing about me uh, that differentiates you know, my credit score from mm-hmm. everybody else's. I didn't, I didn't, I went without, like I went through the struggle. You're talking about struggle. I went through the struggle. I went through thrifting to, you know, like 
when it comes to certain things, I will not take a loan out for mm-hmm. credit cards. I don't believe in credit cards. I mm-hmm. got a credit card because you have to have a credit card. You do have to have a credit and, card. And uh, when I went to, went to go get my credit card, like they was like, "Why? Why didn't you get one sooner?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Cause I didn't need one. Mm-hmm. Like, like why would I get a credit card? It's like your credit is this, this, this." And I got a stupid rate. Like I'm gonna say stupid. Yeah. I'm talking about man. They gave me so much money. I was just like. Ah, but that's the thing about this when discipline comes in. Yeah. And they give you this amount of money, like you have to think about, am I willing to die for this? Mm. And if you're not willing to die for it, do not get it. Mm. You know, don't get it. And that's the one thing I I was talking to my wife about, about business loans. Mm. I want to get a business loan just to have, Mm. just in case I get an order for something I don't have the cash in hand for. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't make money off of this if I can't get the product. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I'm willing to die for because I need to make a living. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Mercedes Benz, I can get me a leg. I can yeah. give you a, a Camry, yeah. which is the same thing, y'all. Yeah. Can, you know. So you know, it's just all about being savvy on your 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 credit. Just don't get credit for everything, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's how they get you because. And if you're not transparent, mm-hmm. if you're not saying, okay, I need till this Friday, they're going to sit there and dock you. Right. Every they time are gonna you dock don't you. pay it, they're going to dock you. And that's one yeah. thing about it. Don't be prideful. You know, be transparent. Because mm-hmm. every time I was not being able to pay for a bill, I say, hey, hey, Duke Power, like, you know, I ain't really got it right now, <laughs> you know, but I do plan on having it. You know, this time. Right. Okay, we'll work with you, Mr. Wilson. I might not have it that time, so I'll be like, all right, I'll be able to pay this much on it. And if they see you working, they're not going to penalize you. Right. So. Yeah. I was going to say, echoing you, just don't abuse your credit. You yes. do need it, um, but don't abuse it. Just because yes. they gave you a bunch of money on a credit card doesn't mean you're supposed to go spend it. And before you, before you go, I just want to tell you that um, I'm very proud of you. You a young black man in America that owns your own business, you own your own home, you own your own building, and you have a plan of action and you are, you know, working towards achieving it more and more. You know what I mean? So I just want to encourage you and tell you that and just keep doing what you do, man. I I give all credit to God. Like, I can't say I did anything because the only thing I did was write the vision. Yeah. Write the vision and make it plain. Yes. Yes. Um, well, this has been another edition of the Artist Spot Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Shuler. You can find me on social media, Patricia Shuler, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.